0: We are back. The Mush is back. It is bowl season, maybe one of our favorite seasons. Uh, we're going to do a, probably about a three-part episode. This one here will be going up to January 1st. So we picked about 10, 11 of the best bowl games, mostly of the top 25 teams, and we'll get rolling. Start off
1: Louisville versus USC plus five and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, take Louisville here in a big way. Uh, the reason is is because uh, Caleb Williams is certainly not playing for them, and Malachi Nelson, who seemed to be the odds-on favorite to win that job, has gone to the transfer portal, much to the chagrin of Lincoln Riley and others. So Miller Moss will be hauled out there. Um, who knows who's going to show up? And USC never shows up in these in these uh, bowl games that are not high high end. So. Louisville is very talented. Uh, the Louisville team that you know trotted out there against Florida State kind of looked like a shell of themselves in the ACC championship game, but they can kind of go up and down. If you're giving me a touchdown here, I'm going to take it. There are sharp bets and big money on Louisville. The trends are to Louisville. I'm going to take the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I'm right on board. Um, we don't know what USC is going to trot out there beyond Miller-Moss, and it's not just nelson in the portal a bunch of you know key contributors on offense and defense have hit the portal seemingly in the last few days so this will be the super bowl for louisville and this will be nothing but a glorified scrimmage for usc so that number in single digits is surprising in and of itself give me the cardinals yeah i'm gonna run louisville
0: here as well sc uh we saw what sc will do and i guess gorney said a not very a competitive bowl game when they played two lane last year and got whooped so Louisville all the way and then not even have their uh their guys like you have been saying kids I even playing last year they lost to Tulane so all right was the pinstripe bowl up there in New York Rutgers versus Miami
1: one and a half now this will be a thriller and the ice cold <laughs> um I, I I don't care who Miami takes out there I, I'm gonna go with them here uh I, I get it like South Florida kids definitely don't want to go play in the ice uh, on an iceberg and maybe Rutgers just kind of smash mouths them a little bit and and Miami doesn't show up but I'm gonna take South Florida talent over northeast talent and hope that Miami could win this game maybe 10 seven
2: yeah I was gonna say what's the total for this game because in the weather and and the style that Rutgers wants to play I don't think it's going to get very high and Miami, I believe, is rolling with Chakuri Brown at QB. So,
1: switch if, my pick. If, give me a Rutgers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if, if he, you know, this is his showcase game. This is all or nothing for him. Um, probably means he presses a little bit too much. We don't know what skill position talent he'll have. And and I think conversely for Rutgers, I think this is a big deal. This is defending home turf against a team that you wanna kind of recruit against in their territory to a degree. Um, so maybe I'm just living off the fact that I just interviewed Shiano the other day and he got me a little fired up about recruiting in Florida. Uh, but give me Rutgers at basically at home.
0: As I told you guys off the pod, I'm really excited that I'm the last one to go because now i got John's inside source of the backup quarterback play. so <laughs> give me Rutgers. Also, John, answer your question. I have 41 as Oof. the over-under total. So. Under, yeah, under I 10. would take
1: – that, that might be the play of the millennium, the under in that game. I, I don't think this game is in the 20s.
0: Oh, man. All right. We did actually not say like about the show that we don't really know who's out, who's in. Guys will call out later. So all our picks, we don't know yet. We'll have to see. And uh, it's kind of fun, though. All right. Auburn, Maryland, Seven.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting game. Uh, there's a little bit of a trend to Auburn here, a sharp bet on Maryland, but uh, Talia Tunga-Vailoa does not seem to be playing in this game. Um, again, this, this is just one of those games where I'm going uh, to lean to the SEC talent here. I think Maryland is a good football team during the season with all of their players, um, but when they don't have a full roster, um, and Auburn seems to be okay there, uh, I'm going to take Auburn here.
2: Yep, ditto Auburn. Um, lot to play for. Hugh Freeze, momentum, good defensive players. Uh, don't know who their quarterback's going to be either, but I'll take Auburn's defense leading the way and probably another underplay in that regard too. Yeah, definitely the under,
0: I think, is going to be the story of this podcast. Yeah, have Auburn, talent, uh, no quarterbacks. That's fine, Auburn. Texas A&M, uh, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State gets two points, and they're the ranked team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Oklahoma State here. So so this, is, this could be similar to a situation like South Florida last night against Syracuse. I don't think in that setting we're going to see a blowout to that extent. But Texas A&M has a new coach. So, you know, I, I don't think Elko's coaching in the game, obviously. So – we have a situation where Jimbo was fired, and then the, the backup, uh, the interim coach, is now headed off to Syracuse. So I don't know what Texas a and is going to bring out there. They've also had basically their entire team go to the portal, and a lot of their good defensive players. So Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, talked he's not going to talk religion, politics, roster management, or portal. He said that some people coming into the portal are already there. Some people leaving are still practicing. Bowl season is a mess. It, it, it's becoming even more irrelevant. Um, but Ollie Gordon should be playing, and Ollie Gordon might be the best player on the field. So give me the points and give me the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, rolling with the boss, man, again. Uh, I just have no idea who a and is going to trot out there uh, at any position, uh, including the coaching staff, as you mentioned, that they're A.G. So, yeah, I think Oklahoma State has a lot to play for here. Um, and they're the underdog. I don't get it so yeah Sooners getting or excuse me Cowboys getting points uh, I'll take that all day
0: yeah that's what I was hoping you guys would say something uh on the inside because I, I could not on the inside information because I could not understand why Oklahoma State gets points here but uh that's fine with me I'll, I'll I'll go with you guys and uh take the points North Carolina
1: State versus Kansas State two and a half uh, let me see. Uh, this, this feels like the <laughs> underplay of the millennium. What's the number? What's the number? I'd I got, to uh, like 50. 47 and a half. Oh dude, take, take the under, <laughs> take the under, uh, this is going to be a, a boring battle. Um, what's interesting here is Kansas state must have a lot of guys out. I mean, obviously we'll have, but if Avery Johnson plays in this game, that might be something of an upgrade in terms of athleticism at quarterback. The weird thing is, is uh, the, all the trends are pointing to NC State here. So, uh, eight out of ten bets, but the money's falling. It almost all the money in this game is on NC State. The line is dropped to under a field goal. Ugh, jeez, under a field goal. I'll take Kansas State uh, to just win it. But this is not a game that that's thrilling me all that much.
2: Yeah, the the signing day high we had coming into some of these games is definitely uh, showing a little bit. Hey, look, this is the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, That's cool. That's probably the best part about this one. I'll take (laughs) NC State. I don't know. Uh, Their defense was good uh, towards the back half of the year. Um, They had a really good – kind of a sneaky good season as well. Um, And, yeah, we don't know who Kansas State is rolling out there. And that Orlando weather is a little tricky, so you never know. Give Give me the ACC team.
1: This is the first bowl game ever, I think, where you get to eat the mascot after the game. I'm serious. <laughs> I think you get to eat eat a, a huge pop tart. So better We're than wandering. the mayonnaise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they even running
0: Armstrong? Is Armstrong playing? Is he here? I can't even... no idea. Okay, all right. Well, he I'll, should I he, he wants to
2: say. get that <laughs> CFL deal.
0: Yeah, right. I have no idea. So okay. I I mean, I liked Avery when I saw him play this year. Every once in a while, but um. Well, I don't know. I'll go with Gordy's style just to win outright. All right. Uh, Clemson, Kentucky, and Kentucky gets five and a half.
1: Yeah, uh, this is an interesting game because Clemson should have a decent allotment of players. Uh, I know Makuba's gone and some other guys are gone, but uh, there's a sharp bet and the money's following Kentucky with those points. So... I don't know though. I, I I think Clemson could be able to kind of you know wear on them a little bit. I think Kentucky was a tad overrated this year. The line is dropping. I'm 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 kind of going against some of my rules here, um, but I'm going to take Clemson. But if the if the number is that low,
2: yeah, I think this is another low scoring game. I think that's definitely the theme of of bowl season so far. Two good running games, um, you know, two good quarterbacks that probably are better than they showed this year uh, if both starters trot out there, um, and defensive talent on both sides. So I think this would be a, a fairly close game. Um, that number seems a little high to me, actually, five and a half. So I, I'll take Kentucky in a close one. This is probably a field goal game either way. Uh, should actually be pretty entertaining because these are pretty similar teams that underachieved all year, so they'll have something to play for.
0: Yeah, I agree, John. I'm going to go Kentucky here as well. Um, Kind of banking on some of the Clemson guys that they lost. Um, Yeah, that's the play, but I don't know. Five five and a half doesn't really scare me all that much, so I'll I'll just take the points. This game I thought was going to be good at one point, so uh, Oregon State versus Notre Dame, six and a half.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We'll see. I, I'm going to take uh, you know. Uh, again, what what is what's the over under? Um, I have <laughs> forty two and a half. Hoof, that is not a thriller to watch, really. But uh, and, and in and in low scoring games, you're supposed to take underdogs. So I, I honestly don't know what Oregon State does at quarterback here. So <laughs> they lost their top two guys. They lost their coach. They I don't I don't know. So uh give me Oregon State plus six and a half. There's a sharp bet on them. Somebody must believe in the Beavers. Um, and I do too. So I'm gonna take them.
2: Uh for all the opposite reasons, I'll go Notre Dame. I know they're going <laughs> with a backup QB as well. Shout out New Jersey's Steve jelly Um, playing for a gig either there or somewhere else, right? So that could either be great or terrible. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Notre Dame by a touchdown. Close one, though.
1: Yeah, sorry yeah. we're not giving a lot of insight here, but there's not insight to give. I mean, what what, what can you possibly say? Uh, Oregon State lost uh, their quarterback. I mean, Notre Dame just lost their
2: OC like two days ago.
1: Their tight end. Notre Dame just lost their uh, OC to Troy. They're bringing in LSU's offensive coordinator now. Uh, their quarterback is gone. Steve Angeli. We know n- absolutely nothing about other than he was pretty average in high school. Uh, I mean, w- what can we possibly say? Who knows? It's a toss-up. Pick one team.
0: We should have made the over/under podcast. No real picks.
1: Just like uh, yeah, ten unders. Yeah, you'll probably, go, you'll probably go seven and three and cover your vig. <laughs>
2: yeah, my lock um, of the week in retrospect was Miami Rutgers under.
0: By
1: the way, all right right.
0: What a safe that pick out. that was. That's that might be the safest pick of the week right there. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll just go West Coast bias. I'll go Oregon State for no reason whatsoever, just because maybe they get the points. All right, Missouri, Ohio State, and Ohio State is minus one.
1: Yeah, so all trends pointing to Missouri here. Uh, if you if you can believe it um that, that's interesting the, this line opened at six at missouri plus six and a half it's down to plus one and a half and wow. you have to think about kind of ohio state interest in this game a little bit and i know i'm gonna get hell for for saying that because if missouri beats ohio state then i'll say oh ohio state didn't care and, and covering all those things but i don't think ohio state really cares um you know they're gonna they're gonna play the game but who knows who plays In a situation like this where there's a sharp bet and the money's following Missouri, it feels like Missouri's team is actually going to play this game and and Ohio State probably not. I'm not sure who's in and who's out, um, but I'll take Missouri here.
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be a a veteran Missouri team, again, trying to cap a great season, Uh, maybe the the greatest season no one's talking about in the country uh, against a team that is in transition as much as you can be without losing coaches uh, Ohio State is so yeah I'm curious to see who trots out there for OSU particularly on offense I think it'll be Devin Brown who knows what the receivers look like we might get you know the the freshman influx of Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis uh, talent there but even so Missouri's receiver core uh, will be much better and obviously more experienced in this game so uh, it could be a bit of a shootout maybe uh, but I'll take Missouri just because of that experience I don't know.
0: I'm gonna go Ohio State because I'm excited to see the freshman uh, try to um, put up some big numbers. Like Innis was unreal in high school. He's a big. We we're always a big fan of him. So I'll just go Ohio State. I don't even know if I'll pick that in real life, but I will pick it on this show. Uh, all right, Ole Miss, Penn State, minus four.
1: Yeah, actually, I think this could be one of the better bowl games. Um, there should not be a tremendous amount of opt-outs, but it is a, a, a slight flip situation. So the the public is 51-49 on Penn State. The bets are 56-44 to Ole Miss's favor, which means there's probably a, at least a decent-sized bet on Ole Miss here. Um, Penn State will be able to run the ball. Uh, but but again, uh, they're bringing in two new coordinators. And I think in a situation like this, uh, with the play call sheet in Lane's hand, I will trust him getting points. I'll take Ole Miss.
2: Yep, I was going to bring up the coordinators as well. That's a lot to deal with. Uh, and they've got some first rounders uh, across that team at Penn State. Don't know their status. Obviously, if they opt out, that's a big deal. Uh, also, the game's inside. Um uh, give me the offensive team when the game is inside, especially if they're getting points. So uh, I'm riding with Ole Miss here. Yep, Ole Miss is definitely the play. Isn't Dart coming back too? Did he announce that? Yeah, I think so.
0: And uh, so I like teams that want to try to get momentum into the next year. And like I guess who knows what's going on with uh, some of the guys that are opt out for Penn State. So Ole Miss is definitely the play. All right, we made it. Maybe one of our fastest podcasts because we have so much insight and uh, analysis on every single game. But we wrap it up with Georgia-Florida State, 14 and a half.
1: Yeah, this this one is very interesting. And because uh, Florida State's, uh, like, entire team is not playing. Like, all their good players are out, which gives them an excuse if Georgia just throttles them. Probably would have throttled them anyway because Georgia's Definitely one of the top four teams in the country. I mean, come on. If Georgia and Washington were on a football field together, what what do you think the line in Vegas would be? Georgia minus six and a half, something like that? What about Georgia, Texas? Yeah. 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 So I actually think Georgia is going to come into this game a little pissed off and uh, kind of show up. Florida State isn't going to have much. So I'm going to take Georgia. This could be a 31-7 kind of game
2: yeah if this spread was you know 20 or less i was probably going to take georgia here um like you said FSU fsu's depleted both uh, physically with their players and mentally after that entire situation um so even though it is you know it's the orange bolts it's down in miami so maybe that will give some of the fsu players a little bit of juice uh georgia recruits even better down there so i think this is a sort of uh this is the pissed-off Georgia team that we thought we might see in the SEC title game. They're going to run the ball. Carson Beck's got a chip on his shoulder, a Floridian, by the way. Yeah, I just I don't see how this is close uh, really in any way, shape, or form. Even at full-strength FSU with Travis and Coleman and all those guys against a full-strength Georgia, it, it might still be, what, 8, 9, 10 points. So I just think Georgia rolls uh, no matter how they try to attack it.
1: So I think Florida, I I came up with an idea in the last 10 seconds, Florida, Florida State should take $572 million out of their endowment, spread it around Vegas casinos and bet Florida State in this game and then, or, or bet Georgia maybe. And then either way, and then either way they can, uh, with, with their winnings, they could leave the ACC for free. So uh, that is something to consider.
2: Yeah.
0: What yeah, George is the play. Obviously, I mean, even if it was plus thirty, I'd probably still take him. I mean, that's my rules, anyways. You know, we always run with smart. But uh, you know, smart. Uh, what's the Beck's coming back? They lost Rayola. They want to see how the next years look. They're pissed off that it's going to be a massive blowout. And I and Florida State is no one's there. They're just distracted. They're still mad. They're, I don't even know if they're even prepping for this game. They might just be getting on the plane and just getting it over with. So
2: I heard there's a lot of tickets available still. Yeah, not,
0: not a good right yeah. yeah all right well like i said short podcast part one of three i believe for the mush in the bowl games but anyways i'm Corey gibson that's adam Gordy, john garcia jr this has been the mush thanks guys